Welcome to Jets Rewind. This is Marty Shupak. I'm in Valley Cottage, New York, joined by Ralph Sharag and Belmont Mass and Ray Clifford in Marysville, Ohio. How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm still high off the game. You know, we're, we're better late than never. But right. uh, <laughs> and, and let me just make an announcement for all Jets Rewind fans. We love to get our podcast up right after the game. And we started recording and we had some technical glitches. And all three of us, we're not great technical wise. So we had to like uh, kind of bury that and we're redoing it now. But uh, nevertheless, it was a tremendous victory, 40-17. And we're going to get into some details. But what I liked about it was that um, for the second week in a row, we looked really good in the fourth quarter. And to me, that's how you make championship teams. There's a lot of things I didn't like about the game, but a lot of things I love. A lot of ind individual players, uh, uh, some of what they did. Um, we we saw players that we all like really start coming through on the defensive line. So it's right now the Jets are three and two. You don't complain when you're above 500. A win is a win. And I just I want to say this also. <clears throat> And I'm not going to take credit. I'm going to give credit to Ray Clifford and Ralph Sharega because from the beginning of the season, they were saying how, and I agreed, the Jets have got to play Bryce Huff. Now, isn't it a coincidence that the last two games that he was activated, uh, the Jets have, have won, and Bryce Huff has done great. He, the first game he played nine plays, Last game he played 15 plays, which I think, guys, 15 to 20 play, plays per game is about his limit uh, at this point. But thank God that uh, Robert Sala listened to Ray Clifford and Ralph Sharega because the defense looks better. And also the other thing I want to mention, too, is, and I'm going to go over the snap count. Thank God he's starting to cut down the snap count on Solomon Thomas and um, who's the other guy, the old man that we have? Shepard, yeah. Shepard. And it's such a difference. So I'd like your reaction. Uh, first, we'll go with uh, Ralph, who attended the game in a Jets bar in Boston. Go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, uh, a lot to talk about. Um, you know, as far as the, the, the uh, fourth quarter, uh, the defensive line, now you talk about cutting back on, on uh, Shepard and um, Solomon Thomas, but, you know, the defensive line, a lot of pep in the fourth quarter, which is rare in the NFL. Maybe, maybe it is because he's rotating. In fact, Marty, at the end of the game, I don't know if you noticed your buddy, Jacob Martin coming around, he was in for a call uh, loss and he started running after the quarterback. And it was like, you watch him and you go, you know, that guy's got fresh legs. It's nice in the fourth quarter. Uh, so that's good. Uh, another thing about the pass rushes, isn't it, isn't it interesting of course, we've known this for 50 years watching football that uh, when the pass rush has started to get better the last two weeks, the interceptions start happening. And we haven't had interceptions in God knows how long because we haven't had a pass rush. So we, you know, we can only hope that Carl Lawson keeps getting better and better because I feel like he sets the tone for the intensity of that defense. And, uh, um, you know, he played great. And uh, I think everyone feeds off him. And the other end, uh, Franklin Myers, I thought was terrific. And I think he's got to, they got to keep him there at uh, left end. 
Well, uh, I'm going to get into that in a second, but Ray, I'd like your reaction. But before you do, I just want to mention that Carl Lawson had seven quarterback hits, one sack. John Franklin Myers had five quarterback hits, a half a sack. That's 12 altogether. Yeah, plus he also caused the interception. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. In his arm, the, yep. the Dolphin team, as a team, had only three quarterback hits. So, Ray, give us your impression. You watched it at a um, Jets, Jets bar in Ohio. Bar in Ohio. We're, so we're, we're finally uh, getting together as a group. We're, we're, <laughs> as long as we win, I think we'll, we'll be good. So, you know, it'll, it'll keep uh, getting more fans. But, um, oh, well, obviously, anytime we beat Miami, I'm going to be happy no matter how we do it. But I thought uh, overall it was a good, you know, it just things I didn't expect. I didn't expect to be able to run on Miami like we did. Uh, throwing on them maybe a little more, more than running because their DB, their main DBs have been banged up. So I expected more pass than run, but Brees Hall was outstanding. He had his breakout game. And as far as the D, you know, the line, um, they, the pressure also makes our whole defensive backfield look a ton better too. I mean, not just the interceptions going up, but just how they can, they don't have the time to let the guys run around out there and get wide open. And so and the safeties look better, you know, everybody looks better when the D lines getting pressure. Uh, so I was thrilled. I was thrilled with Zach. I thought he, I thought he made a jump from, you know, the first game, which was probably some, a bit of rust partly, but I thought he, he was seeing the whole field. He was making throws all over the place. And, and I, I was really happy with, with his performance as well. So I, all in all, now, you know, we had second and third quarter, we were our typical self in a lot of ways. We They kind of started to come back and take control. So I thought thought we were in trouble. But to see them amp it back up in the fourth was great. I mean, that to me was a, a good, really good sign that the D just turned up the pressure again in the fourth quarter and, and kind of took the game. Ray, I think that the Zach Wilson played very good. And I think that um, they're really playing to his strength, having him uh, manage the game and make passes when he has to. And the fact that the offensive line was a combination, they were opening up holes. Mm -hmm. Brees Hall looked a lot more comfortable um, running the ball. So that was good too. Um, I think, Ray, from what I remember, I think Zach only really made one mistake, and I think that was when he tried to over scramble out of trouble, and he got caught yeah. seventeen yards. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, that was. I, I, I have a couple of mistakes he made. You know, I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. Yeah. On that scramble, you know, he reverses field. You know, it happened to be a defensive back who was blitzing. If it yeah. was a a linebacker or a lineman, he would have gotten away from. I think his mistake on that play was his pre-snap read. I saw that guy coming I did uh, up yes. too, and uh, he should have changed the uh, blocking assignments probably. But the two mistakes I think he made, he got greedy a couple of times on third and fourth and ones. He rolled out on one. He had a guy open for a few yards, and he tried going to Corey Davis. Remember, and it was actually – he looked like he got interfered with. Yes. But they didn't call didn't it. Call it. Yes. And then on another one, it was a third or fourth. And again, he had a guy down uh, underneath and he tried hitting Elijah Moore, who had both toes 
just on the line. Yeah, he made a fingertip line. grip. He great he, catch, he, he's 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 got to get a little less greedy for that, with that does, kind of stuff. Yeah, Raph, if I remember right, I think on one of those plays. He could actually run for the first. Yeah, yes, absolutely. He could have. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. Go I ahead, was Greg. wondering on that fourth and two if that was where he was. I, I was really upset with that call on a fourth and two to go 22 yards down the field. And I don't know if that was Zach making that choice or if he was doing a play action and they were trying to go there. But I really, you know, I, I, I was actually mad at LaFleur. Maybe it was Zach who chose to go there. I mean, I'm not going to say that I know what all the options were on the play, but when he threw a 20-yard pass on fourth and two, I was just – well, I wasn't – the whole bar was going, what are we doing? Get the first down. <laughs> right. Ralph, could I make a statement now? Yeah. yeah. You'll appreciate this. <laughs> Ray, I always appreciate what you I'll, I'll include me, me first. Marty Shupak has never met a Jet quarterback that he liked. <laughs> Ray Clifford has never met a Jet offensive coordinator that he likes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're in trouble. Uh, but anyway, look, a couple of uh, housekeeping items. Jermaine Johnson is uh, actually day-to-day, -day, which I think is not that bad. No, it's not. It's not that serious. Uh, and they, they have enough depth at that position, like uh, anyway, that they could handle him not being if they have to. You know, sure, I wouldn't yeah. mind if they activated Bradley and they remember that name, guys. Yeah, I have a feeling Vinnie Curry's ahead of him on the. I uh, think you're right. I think you're right. Unfortunately, too. Yeah. But you know, it's amazing, Ralph. You bring that up, and Ray, I want your comment first. When you look at the team this year, the ups and the downs, and the good plays, the bad plays, the lousy penalties. It seems to me that the veterans are making most of the mistakes. Is that right, Ray? Am I watching the same game you are? Uh, I know that's what it was in that first game. I mean, our, our big veteran left side of the line that was supposed to be the anchor was the terrible side and the younger side was better. All these young guys are right now are just really playing way better than I thought they'd be at this point. I mean, I, I expect them to be good, but I, I thought there'd be some growing pains, but holy cow, all of them look really, you know, I want to say uh, great, you know, in, in a lot of ways for, for where they're at. I mean, um, so I couldn't be happier with this draft class at this point. And, and a couple of the guys from the years before Douglas's drafts are all starting to uh, most of them, 90% of them are all seem to be panning out and, and contributing. So I'm I'm really thrilled with these guys. Ralph, what's your feel about the veterans versus the young players now? You know, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, the mistakes, probably, yeah. There, I mean, there are more vets than young players probably on the team, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't I, I don't think it's that egregious. Uh, right. Let me make a couple of quick points here. Could I just let me just yeah. do a quick thing, okay. Ralph? We'll go right back to you. All right. The Jets signed Deontay Spencer off uh, to the practice squad. He's a wide receiver kick returner. And they cut Grant Hermans, the offensive lineman, who I think oh. sometime down the road they're going to resign. Yeah. My only thoughts on this is maybe Braxton Barrios didn't come out of that as clean as the leading on with that uh, touchdown when he got smashed. I saw the interview with him. He he got the wind knocked out of him. He's fine. Yeah. That's what I heard. So yeah. I just I'm just curious about this move, uh, but we'll ha we'll have to see. So go ahead, Ralph. Give me your two points. A couple of quick points on social media. I hear all these Miami Dolphin fans going, "We'll we'll kick your butt when we have all our players." 
you know, I, and a lot of people are so, well, I didn't hear anyone from Cincinnati or Baltimore apologizing when we had Joe Flacco and our top four offensive tackles not playing. That's that's the NFL. Next man up, you know, and you got to deal with it. We have plenty of injuries. They have plenty of injuries. The other thing I'll say is, you know, sometimes it's the most subtle things in a game that people don't think about that actually uh, make a big difference. When Miami seemed to have the momentum, it was 1917. And you talked about that play where Wilson tried to reverse his field and he got sacked for about a 15-yard loss. 17-yard so, loss. So he had third down and like 25 on the eight-yard line. And Miami lined up their whole yes. team at the uh, first down marker. He just throws a pass to uh, Brees Hall. He gets about 18 yards back. <laughs> then they punt the ball and it bounces and it gets to about the 23. Flipped the uh, – the uh, field uh, position, and I think that changed the game right there. Because was, I, that, was that the series then that that Lawson got in there and did the sack, the strip sack, or was that no? It was much. That was stop? much. It was much earlier. I th- but we they stopped them at that point. Yeah, we but I felt that that quarterback was not going to be able to take that team eighty yards. If he had a short field, he had a chance, and that was just a huge. Huge flip of uh, field position. Your guy, uh, man, I mean, I think the punt came up short and started bouncing. And what's his name? Tyreek Hill grabbed it. The guy had the guts to do that with two yes. guys around him. Yeah. We would have gone another 10 yards. But uh, that was uh, that was a big moment in the game. I felt so much better at that point. Because when Wilson got sacked, I'm going, oh, man. Here we go. They're going to get I mean, it at midfield. Yeah. Two running plays, and they're already in field goal range, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny, Ray, Ralph talks about injuries and uh, how, you know, it it just uh, doesn't affect uh, the opposition. For years, Ray, Ralph and I had to listen from the 70s from the Boston Celtic fans, how John Havlicek. (laughs) I still hear about that. Yeah, we still have. He had a a dislocated shoulder on his right side. And the next. You know what I used to say to people? he still played. I said two years, three years before, the MVP of the league, Willis Reed, left in the middle of a series, and the Knicks found a way to win it. Okay, yeah. so that's your problem. And you know, the Lakers like, won the championship without Kareem, the one yes. that, that you Magic Johnson. That's right. Magic yeah. came in. Magic yeah. played center. That's right. Yeah. That was one of the most remarkable uh, right thing, performances true. I've ever seen. Yeah. Real now, quick, one thing I want to yeah. say about, and Ralph kind of touched on it. I don't think the quarterback being the third stringer was the biggest difference in the game. I thought the fact that we were able to move the ball on their defense was just as big as the, you know, who the quarterback was. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that Bridgewater or Tua isn't better than that guy and they, and they couldn't have done more, but I don't think I, I wasn't impressed with either of those guys. And if we were able to get pressure on either of them, I think we still would have had a, you know, it probably would have been a closer game, but I still think we had every chance to win that game because we were moving the ball on their defense. And and as long as we can do that and keep them off the field, our de- that's another reason I think our defense was fresh at the end that we were sustaining drives. But I, I, I think the bigger story was how we moved on their defense than that they were on their third string quarterback. What Right. Uh, I just want to bring up two concerns I have. I... Again, I'm obsessed with the linebacking situation with the Jets, as you guys know. I, I think uh, that Mosley is, it looks like he's getting slower and slower. He's, and one of the reasons, if you watch him, he's making more arm tackles than anything else, reaching and out. Missing them. <laughs> missing them. 
Uh, I think Quan Alexander right now is playing the best linebacker for the Jets. But if you remember, they Dolphins had a drive 75 yards, and I'm yelling at the TV screen, play up in the box, force them to pass. But it was like half the plays, if you remember, they were going around both corners, the left yeah. corner and the right corner. Yeah, they corner. weren't staying the edge and at all. Of, and most of that is up to the linebackers to plug those holes and, and plug the, the spaces there, and it just drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I think that their strategy going into the game was they're going to play, keep the safeties back, let them run, and we're not going to let them beat us with, with, the, uh, with the bombs. Yeah. Uh, so suddenly they got a third-string quarterback in, and do you change your strategy and make him pass the ball? They didn't really do it for a while. And I think finally toward the end, a couple of big third down or short and short or fourth and one, one of them, uh, Jordan Whitehead came in and, and knifed in and got the guy. So I think they were coming up a, a little by that time, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I thought their strategy in a way was so you're going to give something away. Okay. If you're going to play deep like that. And that's that they had to take away their strength, I suppose, but yeah, they weren't setting the edge. Well, no, you're right, Mark. Yeah, Ray, this this defensive back, DJ Reed, that guy is playing at a level. It's just unbelievable. You're gonna see Ray uh moving forward, and you're gonna it's gonna start with Aaron Rodgers. They they're gonna be trying to pick on Michael Carter in the slot. They're gonna try to stay away from it. But what's your take on this DJ Reed, uh Ray? Well, I love the guy. He's been he's been outstanding, uh, you know, because I didn't have any expectations when he came in. I didn't know enough about him to really have any high expectations. I just hope he was better than what we had last year. But I, in all honesty, I think he's a better all around cornerback right now than Sauce because Sauce doesn't want to tackle anybody. Unless, that was the unless, second point I want to get to. Unless, unless it's a quarterback. Right? And we're going yeah, yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. That's my only concern about him is that he doesn't wrap anybody up. He, I, I don't know what it is. And I just want to say this to Jet fans that Ray, Ralph, and Marty love Sauce Garner. We love the skill set oh. he brings. We love the length of his body. But sometimes to us, he looks like he's playing touch football. Now, I don't know if I don't know if his agent had filled him and said, you can't play the same way you played at Cincinnati. Because, Ralph, you know, when he was at Cincinnati, he was a heck of a tackler. He, he was, was. He was aggressive. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I, I told you this, Marty. I remember seeing Deion Sanders in college. I'd heard all about him. I finally got to see a game. The first two or three times what I saw was him not going near a guy to try to tackle him, you know, and he was that way in the pros too. He's great, great, best cover guy of all time, but he wouldn't tackle. But yep. Gardner did tackle him in college. So it is a little confusing. I don't know what's going on. Ray, uh, could, could his agent had said, look, so I, <laughs> no, I, we no, want to get I, that I, second was, contract. You're sick. I think when the, when you're on the field, it's your football instincts that kick Yeah. For whatever reason, he's just, He's just trying to knock guys over when he went like we, he, Bridgewater. He didn't wrap him up. He just blasted right. him. Same with the guy that that was the two hand touch play there last week when he just shoved the guy from Pittsburgh from the side. And I'm like, what are you doing? You got to grab him. You can't just give him a two hand shove and think you're going to knock these guys over. Well, let's hope that this that. evolves I, and changes. I, yeah. Again, I don't want to treat him like a prima donna. I want him to become a great, great player. 
And I want his teammates in the coaching staff hold him accountable. I don't care how high he was picked in the draft. He could be a tremendous ball player. And I want him to fulfill his potential. And I don't want to get away with this pussyfoot and touch football. It's really, it's offensive and it's insulting to, to oh, jet it could, fans. It could cost us at some point. That's what I really worry about. And we don't, right. you know, I don't want to see him give up a big play because he just, you know, gives a guy a shove instead of just grabbing him. Even if he just grabs him and holds him, lets the other guys get there to get him on the ground. Just grab the guy, get a hold right. of him. Right. I, I just want to go over quickly um, the snap count. Uh, I'll go very quickly. Um, six Jets players on offense played 59 snaps. Zach Wilson, Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Nate Herber, who's doing very good, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, Brees Hall played 41 snaps. That's 69% of the snaps. Michael Carter, 25 snaps, 42%. It's obvious that there's a transition. It's no knock on Michael Carter, but I think you guys will agree that oh, yeah. Brees Hall is just a star in the making. I mean, it's so obvious. Braxton Barrios, 13 snaps, 22%. Corey Davis, 45 snaps, 76%. Elijah Moore, 39 snaps, 66%. Garrett Wilson, and we're going to come back to this. This is why I'm doing this. 33 snaps, 56%. Jeff Smith, Ralph, 12 snaps, 20%. Mm. CJ Uzuma, Uzoma, 41 snaps, 69%. Tyler, oh, that's more than I thought he was in there. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't remember how it was. Tyler Conklin, 40 snaps, 68%. Uh, Jeremy Ruckett, six snaps, 10%. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see him get more. Right. Him in there more. Yeah. yeah. Four Jets on defense played all 67 snaps. C.J. Mosley, D.J. Reed, he, he's becoming my, one of my favorites. Sauce Gardner and Marcus Joyner. Quan Alexander, 63 snaps, 94%. Jordan Whitehead, uh, 62 snaps, 93%. Jermaine Johnson, 15 snaps, 22%. Carl Lawson, now this is why we talked about this, and we you guys mentioned the benefits of the rotations and keeping them fresh. Ralph, you, you brought a good point, Jacob Martin, but I wanted Carl Lawson and especially Queen of Williams to play more snaps, and they are. Lawson played 49 snaps, 73% of the snaps. Queen of Williams, 47 snaps, 70%. So his is increasing. John Franklin Meyer, 44 snaps, 66%. Sheldon Rankins, who's quietly having a very good year, 43 snaps, 64%. Solomon Thomas, 19 snaps, 28%. Nathan Shepard, 15 snaps, 22%. Bryce Huff, 15 snaps, 22%. And that guy is making the most out of every single snap. And Jacob Martin, 11 snaps, 16%. And the last one, rounding out Michael Carter, 10 snaps, 15%. Oh, last one, Michael Carter, second, 39 snaps, 58%. Oh, wait a yeah. minute. I was so thinking Will he, Parks, 23 snaps, 34%. Ashton Davis, five snaps, 7%. Uh, Marcel Harris, five snaps, 7%. Brandon Eccles, I think we all agree we want to see him increase his snaps somehow. Four it's going to be tough. 10%. It's going to be tough, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. But this is, I'm going to say something, and, and you guys are going to shake your heads. This is a, we could call this part of the show Marty's Superlatives. Because I, I really believe this. Garrett, Garrett Wilson, 
played 56% of the offensive snaps, 33 uh, snaps. I, I truly believe this guy is a superstar in the making. I think for his position, position, all things being equal, I think he's got more talent than Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. I would love to see the offense revolve around him. To me, he reminds me of a combination of two players, one of which is playing now, and we just played of Tyreek Hill. You know who the other one is, Ralph? A guy that was in the league a short while. Do you remember Warren Wells? Of course I remember Warren Wells. Yeah. I you know, I, I don't I don't see the they they haven't really been going along to him at all. They haven't they haven't, they haven't been going over the top uh, period. And I, I feel like that's coming soon. Uh I think it it needs to, but uh I, I I think that Wilson should get more snaps and certainly Jeff Smith should get less. Uh, right. Can you live with it if Garrett Wilson became the number one receiver and Elijah Moore the number two? Oh, yeah. But um, I think as long as Corey Davis is here, they're going to kind of keep him in the mix. And, and Zach seems to look for Corey Davis. So I think that's part of it is who Zach's comfortable with. But I would like to see more targets at Garrett Wilson. I'm wondering if the defenses are kind of rotating more towards Wilson these days. And that's part of why, um, because I don't think they're double teaming Corey Davis. So um, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, you got to take what they give you. Uh, yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I like that Zach is, has, uh, has um, incorporated Elijah Moore more than uh, we were the first three weeks. That's for sure. Right. As we enter our, our fourth quarter, I'm sorry, Ray. Go ahead. So I just want to see more Garrett Wilson uh, targets. I I, I I do too. I I again, Marty superlatives. I I think this guy has the potential to be the best receiver oh, yeah. in Jet football history. Now, a lot of things have to go right with the quarterback and injuries and and the coaches there, but I truly believe. I haven't seen a guy with this much talent in a heck of a long time. The guy is ridiculous. And it's funny, I, I feel the same way about Hall. I think he's going to be he's the Hall. best running back they ever had. Oh um, you know, well, it's a good debate. Yeah. 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 On, on, on a similar uh, topic, a couple of things about LaFleur, um, Ray's favorite guy. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know, he had a decent game. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that have bothered me, and I think are obvious. One of them, and I texted you guys, it was a big third or fourth and one, and I just said, please pass the damn ball. because. And so they call timeout, and then they pass, and I think calling the timeout was sort of a tell, you know, because they had it fairly well covered, but Wilson made that very nice catch. Um, so he learned his lesson there a little. The other thing I really want to see him do is more play action on first down. It gives Wilson so much time. Yes. He yeah. can ju he just chunks yards down the field and they don't do it enough. No. And the minute you go first down, second and nine, then everything changes. They're coming with the pass rush and life is much tougher. Uh, and I just hope that he starts doing more of that. And that will open up the runs eventually uh, on first down. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Ray. They, they tend to they a couple of times, at least a couple of times there, they lined up with one back. Who's like eight yards back, and I said, "Here goes the run up the middle, basically." A two yard oh, loss, yeah. yeah, two yard loss or a one yard gain, whatever we got on first down. I'm, I said, if I can call it, what do you think Miami's thinking? You know, if I can sit here and go, "Well, that guy's getting the ball," and that's it was almost like 
I, I said the second time, I said, maybe they'll do a play action. No, I handed it off to him again. I was like, and you know, even if it doesn't work, it yeah. gives the other team something, something to think, think about. about. Right. Yeah. And, and right. not, 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 so the game I, I don't Bruce know. Hall was having, it would have worked. Yeah. Like, fake to Brees Hall. And, oh my gosh. Absolutely. He's going to yeah, be absolutely a price, uh, invaluable uh, yeah. yes. play action. Uh, we're going to, I predict we're going to see a lot more of, of those play actions. Uh, I want to start with Ray and just ask you, Ray, I was just doodling. And let's say it's third and eight, the Jets defense. Would you think this is the best defensive rush they could put in? This is what I have. I have Huff at left uh, edge, John Franklin Meyer. We move him in so Huff could play. Queen and Williams and Lawson at right. Is, am I uh, spitting in the wind or what? What do you think? No, I think, that's, uh, that? I think that, yeah, that's fine. I, I like that. Uh, you know, if, if you're not, blitzing if you're blitzing then maybe you want to go with a little different package but if if you're just going with the four guys on the rush and the other guys are dropping into coverage yeah I think those four guys would be a, a tough a tough front to to hold no pressure especially because I think Lawson is coming on just from the Achilles thing I think a little of that was he needed time to trust that you know everything was going to hold up I, I think it takes a mentally I think it takes a little time and it looks like he's He's really made it turned a corner from what I've seen as far as his pressures. Right. Ralph, what's your take on my defensive line? Uh, yeah, I think we talked about this kind of last uh, week or two ago. And uh, yeah, it sounds right. I mean, if Bryce Huff is just going in on passing downs, I'm fine with that. Um, right. I, Fra Franklin Myers, uh, he, he looked awfully good. Boy, if he can up his game like that uh, on a regular basis, that's going yeah. to be huge, huge for this team. Huge. Yeah. And we all agree, Queen and Williams is playing phenomenal right now. It's unbelievable. All right. Quickly, we're just past a quarter of the season. I'm going to start with Ralph and then Ray, and then I'm going to pick mine. I want one offensive MVP and one defensive MVP. Go ahead, Ralph. Well, everyone's offensive MVP is an AVT. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, what he's doing, he's he's now the Joe Klecko of the offensive uh, line. Um, yeah. <laughs> and defensive MVP. Uh, wow, it's tough because things have been changing really fast. Um, are we talking about right now or who we right now or for the five first five the for all for the for the whole yeah. first five games? Five games. <laughs> um, yeah. Defensive MVP. Uh, well, I, I know, Marty, you're going to go with DJ Reed. You love the guy. I uh, do, but I'm going to go with Queen of Williams. You're going to go with Queen of <laughs> Williams. Uh, probably, but I think oil, from oil. here on in, it's going to be Carl Lawson. Uh, okay, so you would say Williams. Uh, I picked uh, – we'll, we'll come back to Ray just because yeah. I gave away my Queen of Williams. I would pick Queen of Williams and AVT. Ray, your picks. Well, yeah, I think – you know, the AVT is an easy one. You know, if, if Brees Hall had broken out last game, I'd have probably gone with Brees Hall because, you know, if he'd had two games in a row like that, I'd have been, you know, thrilled. But so, yeah, AVT, uh, Garrett Wilson, a close second. If he'd have had two more strong games, I would have said he's right up there too. But he uh, he kind of tailed off. Not that he tailed off, but they quit going at him more. Uh, defense? Uh, yeah, I, I think Quinn and Williams, uh, DJ Reed's been great, but if we don't have any any pro pass rush, then even none of those guys are going to be looking as good as they, 
they have been. We we gotta upgrade the uh, linebackers. linebackers. I know I've been saying it, but I, uh, I at this point in the year you're not gonna you're not gonna listen, find Dick Butkus. Uh, look, look the uh, the Giants signed this guy that they had a few years ago. Pro Bowl. I forgot his name. Because with an L, I think. And he's 28 years old. I forgot his name. He's a guy that I thought the Jets could have signed. But I'd say, guys, this week, if they beat Green Bay Packers, I'm going to start talking playoffs. Well, I, I agree with you. I don't, I'd say they, they, you have to say they, they're going to contend. Uh, they yeah. could contend. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting game because you know, Green Bay's got some, a couple of guys. Uh, I think the Jets' interior run defense is going to really be tested this week. And, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how how they come out of it because right now that's not one of the strengths of their team. Uh, Ray, I, I think for the third week in a row, I think the Jets are getting the Packers. I don't agree with a lot of I people. Think, They're going to go and piss. I think they get them at a good time. I really I think do. We, there's a little yeah, friction yeah. with the quarterback and the rest of the team. Well, I, I the just best think receiver it's out in Oakland or uh, Vegas. So right. yeah, wasting yeah, away, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they got two rookies, uh, Romeo yeah. Dobbs and uh, Christian Watson. Dobbs, Dobbs is doing struggling. great. Yeah, great. I Watson, I think Watson's struggling. Uh, uh, yeah, I, no doubt. And so I think, yeah, we are catching right time. I think they are, you know, if, if we can, if we can defend the run, I think we're in really good shape if we get any pressure on uh, Aaron Rodgers because the pass game is not what it normally is at this point in the season. I think we've had good fortune so far. I mean, I don't want to rain on the parade of how we're doing, but you know, the three wins have been against teams with, right. with issues. So, you know, we're hitting everybody at the right time. So, but that's good. It lets us grow. It lets us get some confidence. So yeah. when things do amp up, maybe we're, uh, and you know what the NFL, most teams have issues at some time in the year, you know? All right. Last question. Then we're going to close this right out. Uh, Ralph, first question for you. Here we go quickly. If Zach Wilson was the quarterback playing like he is now, first game against the Ravens, would the Jets have won the game or lost the game? Oh, uh, I don't think they would have won, no. Even with the you know, Ravens, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Ray, what do you what do you think? I think it would have been a lot closer, but I still think our our well, first of all, our offensive line didn't play like this. So that's part of it. But uh the defense wasn't that strong either. So yeah, I, I think it would have been a lot closer, though. Okay. All right. With that, we're going to close it out for Ray Clifford, Ralph Sharega, and Marty Shupak. Jets Rewind. And please, if you uh, can, give us a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube and, um, and make a comment. And uh, we need some uh, good reviews. And until next time. Okay. Good job, guys. Still recording. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. <laughs>